Hey everyone, you're listening to Lash Boss Radio and I'm your host, Shelby Tarleton. I'm the owner of Pink Lady Lash in Austin, Texas, and if you're new to the show, I bring on lash bosses from all over the world to talk about all things lashes, but more specifically, their own lash journeys. Today I'm sharing an episode that I recorded a few months back with Ilona from Revelation. And yes, it's Revelation, not Revelation. It's a super short and sweet episode and I know you guys will enjoy it. So without further ado, here's episode 23. Okay, Ilana, so what sparked your interest in the lash industry? It's actually, to be 100% honest with you, my interest in the lash industry started more with necessity rather than interest. Mm-hmm. So I was 18 years old and I was pretty broke at the time. Definitely too broke to afford eyelash extensions. But I decided for my 18th birthday to treat myself to a full set. So this was around 2008. Elizabeth, if you're listening to this, this started... This all started with you. And Elisabetta was uh, the best lash artist around and all my friends used to go to her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and of course, so I got hooked immediately. Unfortunately, as I said, I didn't have the means to afford regular fills. So after a little while, I convinced one of my girlfriends to sign up to a class with me. And the class was 500 bucks to begin with. And I actually haggled the instructor down to accepting two of us for the same price. So our plan was simple. We were going to both take the class and then do each other's lashes. Mm -hmm. So that's pretty much how it started. It didn't really work out so well for me because my friend didn't really end up liking doing lashes. And this was back in the days of loose lashes and using eyebrow tweezers to apply them. Mm -hmm. So we didn't have a lot of access to good quality products education. So sometimes looking back at my work from those days, yeah, it just wasn't very cute at all. <laughs> what year was this? This was 2008. Okay, wow. So like a long years time ago. ago. Yeah, a lot has changed since then. So what would you say is the biggest thing that has changed, like, education-wise since the classes that were given 10 years ago to classes that are around now, including yours? I mean, the instructors had zero information. We didn't know anything about products. We didn't, they didn't even know proper application, safety, like there was really nothing. It's completely different now. We still have a a long way to go, I think, but Mm -hmm. it's grown exponentially. And there's so many amazing companies now providing amazing training, amazing products. So it's nice. It's nice to have seen it go from the beginning. Definitely. Mm -hmm. So speaking of products, which are some of your favorite ones that you feel you can't lash without? So what I can't lash without, the number one thing, which makes my life a thousand times more complicated, is a curved tweezer. So the reason it makes my life complicated is because it's really hard to find a good curved tweezer with a sweet spot that's wide enough for mega volume Mm -hmm. and for proper pickup. And also just one that's adequately tested for volume before being shipped out. So most people use L or Boots. I know that's the, the standard in the industry. And they always ask me why I don't just switch over to that. But the method that I've developed works so much better and faster with the curved one. Mm -hmm. So at the moment, I'm mostly using lash makers when they have it in stock. Um, I've also tried Lashbox LA and EBL. But like I said, they're usually not tested for volume. So it's very, very tricky. Yeah. What would you feel like makes your work the most unique? Like what is it about your work that draws so much attention? I think what makes my work unique is that it's been highly practiced and everything I do related to my work is is really done with purpose. 
I think that you can't just will yourself into being good at lashes or will yourself into being good at anything at all. It comes from, you know, true dedication. And I can truly say that in the last two years, I've really, you know, I immersed myself in my work. It's not to say that it didn't come at a certain cost to other aspects of my life, but I can really see the hard work paying off now. Mm-hmm. So I think in the end, it was totally worth it. And what I'm discovering is that beyond the monetary rewards, beyond the freedom that, that all of this can buy you, on a spiritual level, I feel like I've, I've gained, my life has gained meaning. And I, I feel like for the first time that I'm exactly where I need to be right now. And just being able to say that, I feel very blessed to be able to say that because there's many people in this world that they never find that one thing that they're so passionate about, or at least, you know, the possibility to pursue it. Right. And what I want to add to that is just, you know, whatever it is that you choose to do in life, I think you just have to be the best version of that mm-hmm. and set yourself apart. Don't just be another person doing that thing. Just try to be the, the best person doing that thing. Right. So that's kind of my motto. And that's kind of, I think, what makes my work stand out. So do you yourself still take class or are you just strictly teaching now? So actually, it's funny, but today is my last day of lashing. After I get off with you, I have one last client. And I had told them about a month ago that I'd be, I wouldn't be taking clients anymore to focus my energy on growing my company in a different direction. Wow. So yeah, in the span of two, three months, basically, my life has gone from being a full-time lash artist, living in my cozy little lash room to like basically working off my computer, flying to trainings three to five times a month. So yeah, just adjusting to that right now and uh, getting used to it. That's amazing. So what were some of your biggest inspirations and mentors when you first started your last journey or even now? Because I know, I feel that most people who are great at what they do, they are also like a sum of people who have guided them and helped them along the way as well. Would you say that you can credit anyone who has inspired you or helped you at all? Well, when I started, like I said, like there wasn't even Instagram. There was nobody... There was no, almost no forum. There's nowhere to kind of go look for that inspiration. So I can truly say the first probably five years of my career, it was, um, I, w- I was mostly self-taught. I didn't take any other class. Like I just, I taught myself, I read online. Mm-hmm. My mentors down the road, I mean, ever since that class, I trained with Trina Mason. I did a training actually with Million Lashes a few months like probably a year ago and then I trained with Bordeaux this spring so that's basically all the training that I've done like I said it just came from hard work and dedication yeah what can you say has been one of your favorite quote-unquote failures well you know I want to be really candid about this one um it's kind of embarrassing and uh to talk about it's totally inexcusable but I think it's something looking back on my life so far, it was a big wake up call for me. And it's really something I only mentioned because it's really something that changed the course of my life. And I think it forced me to develop a work ethic at a very young age that otherwise I wouldn't have developed, I'm pretty sure. Mm -hmm. So this was back in like my wilder days, let's say I was 19 years old at the time. I made a really bad decision one night and I actually got a DUI. Mm -hmm. And it was really shameful rock bottom moment for me I mean DUI is it's a big deal anywhere but in Montreal for those that don't know Montreal where I where I grew up it's a much more severe offense uh, than in some other places 
So shortly after this happened, I sought counsel with one of the best lawyers in the city because I was really determined to, you know, get this off my record. And this lawyer gave me an estimate of twenty to twenty-five thousand dollars to take on my case. To yeah, to clear it. Oh my god. Yeah. So at that point, that amount might as well have been like a million dollars to me. I did not have that money, not even close. I was so devastated. And as a full student at the time, I didn't make that amount in one year. Mm-hmm. So uh, I obviously asked my parents for help, at least for the retainer, for the, for the lawyer. And they 100% shut me down on the spot. They told me, you're on your own. Figure it out yourself. You got yourself into it. So you figure it out. And somehow I managed to get a, car, uh, a credit line to cover the lawyer fees. And I found myself in a huge amount of debt and basically, you know, no way of repaying it. So, you know, I didn't want to have this debt hanging over me. So I got three jobs and basically no sleep for the next three years. Wow. This is where I think I developed the work ethic that carried through with me ever since. I was so determined and single-minded about getting that money back, you know, fixing this huge mistake. So while other people my age were working, you know, 10, 15 hours of school, I was balancing a full course load, seven, six, seven classes and working 40 hours a week. That's and of hard. course, one of those three jobs was, was lashing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I did that for a few years. I, I made that money back. I paid it off. But that, like I said, that work ethic is something that I developed at a young age because of that event. And I think to this day, it's kind of stayed with me. Yeah, that's huge. Oh, my gosh. Well, that's a I don't hear that one every day. But that's crazy, yeah. Yeah, it's not a proud moment in my life, but it's something that marks me for sure. It, You know, I've had friends that have had DUIs, and it's a big deal. Like, it's really hard to deal with one of those because there's so many things that it affects. And so, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. But, it, yeah, obviously it did teach you something, and here you are now, so that's awesome. So let's go more of a positive direction. What has been one of your favorite memories in your last career so far? That's a really easy one, actually. Um, I would definitely have to say my favorite memory, this was about two years ago. At the time, I was enrolled in school here in Miami, and I was on track to becoming a doctor, actually. I was one year out from graduating my pre-med, biomedical engineering. I had a scholarship. Everything was planned out. But it was one is the hardest work I've ever done in my life up until that point. Honestly, I, I loved every single second of it. Mm. But as much as I loved it, I felt this like unquietable urge to give my lash business and the growing demand for like my service and my training to give it my full um, attention. Mm-hmm. And one day <laughs> against literally every single person in my life's advice, I decided to drop out of the program. Oh, my gosh. Lots of people were really upset, confused, disappointed. It's really crazy to say, actually, kind of lost my best friend over it. She just couldn't understand the decision to drop out of medical school for lashes, which, of course, like to her wasn't, you know, a real job. And I'd always done it, you know, on the side. Mm-hmm. And we kind of ended up going our separate ways because of that decision that I made. But mm-hmm. it still remains, that decision still remains my favorite means because it's, decided and you know there was no turning back and ever since then I've just been you know moving forward towards a goal that I set out for myself. Wow so what happened after that um do you do you have any advice for people that might be going through the same situation that are kind of scared to take that leap or shift directions? Yeah I think a lot of people 
are in that situation they're kind of you know stuck between you know giving their lash business their all or kind of you know keeping their safety net whatever that may be what happened next for me is basically I got to work I hit the ground running and you know I promised myself that the sacrifice I made with school wasn't going to be for nothing what I did I don't recommend this to anybody but that's what I needed to do at the time I basically worked 6 a.m. to 9, 10 p.m., six days a week, pretty much for a year and a half. I know it sounds crazy, but it's really, you know, I needed to put the money aside it required to grow my business Mm -hmm. into what I was envisioning in my mind. So I did what it took to get there. There was no excuses. So that's what I did. And my advice, my best advice, honestly, I love talking to people about this. It comes from, you know, many personal experience time and time again. So stop let, letting others define your path. Stop waiting, for, you know, to get their permission. Stop waiting for their approval. You have to ask yourself the question of like, how much of what you think of something is informed by what others actually think of it? Mm-hmm. And like for 10 years that I've been, you know, lashing, I listened to every single person, you know, advice about lashing and their opinion about it. And I couldn't tell you how many people along the way have, you know, mocked the lash business and the idea of it ever being something more than just a little extra cash. Even people that were close to me, mm-hmm. uh, there's a lot of people that, you know, n- never believe in it. So the moment that you decide that, you know, those people's opinions aren't going to define your opinion of it, it's an extremely liberating moment. That's when you begin to, you know, really pursue your, your destiny without the constraints of self-doubt that others kind of cast on you. So mm-hmm. that's my advice for that. Okay. I can go on and on, but that's that's my number one point on that. Awesome. So a little off topic. I heard that you ran a marathon last year. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Yes, um, I did run a marathon. Uh, it was about a year ago, and it was really a life-changing experience for me, honestly. So I would love to actually share about that. Yeah. So this is exactly what happened. Um, I've always I've always been active. Uh, you know, I've always went to the gym, did um, ballet, competitive swimming, gymnastics for about nine years. But I've always hated running. I even I didn't even like walking outside, basically. And by hated, I mean like I couldn't even run two blocks to save my life. No joke. One day I was out for a walk and it started raining, and I like I decided to run home, but I was so out of breath that I had to like run for cover and wait it out. And while I was waiting, I kind of started thinking to myself, like, how bad my cardio was and how seemingly, like, impossible it was for me to ever be able to run. (laughs) And, you know, to this day, I don't know exactly what happened, but, like, a switch just flipped in my head. I pulled up my phone. I Googled upcoming marathons and zeroed in on the San Diego Marathon. And it was about three, three and a half months away at that point. I bought the ticket for the marathon and I bought two flights out to San Diego. Mm-hmm. And uh, I got home and I told my boyfriend, babe, we're going to San Diego in June. I'm running a 26 mile marathon. And he kind of like laughed and said, okay, but you hate running. And like, it takes way more than three months to train for something like that. And I said, I know, but I'm doing this and I'm starting tomorrow. And to be honest, I couldn't have done it without him in the end. Like he was my biggest supporter, biggest cheerleader. So I have to give him credit for that. It's really important to have, you know, people by your side who support your dreams as much as you do. And Mm -hmm. he was there from, you know, the day one until the moment I crossed the finish line. So after I made that decision, I consulted a few coaches and 
they were all kind of like out of my budget. So I decided to do it on my own. Mm-hmm. I did a lot of research on programs, proper diets for marathon preparation. And it was honestly one of the most challenging things I've ever done. I hated every single second of it. But little by little, one run at a time, I, I built up my endurance. And eventually I was getting up twice a week at 3 a.m. running my long runs, like 10 to 15 miles in the morning to avoid, you know, the sun in Miami because it's crazy. Yeah. And then I ran my shorter runs in the afternoons. Long story short, I did the marathon. Uh, I finished it in, in four and a half hours, which is good, very good time for your first time. And the point of this is, is that the moment that I crossed the finish line, uh, first of all, I was crying. <laughs> and there's photographic evidence of this. But most importantly, um, it was a moment that kind of like redefined my life. It sounds super cliche to say, but I, I really discovered like a side of myself through this experience that I'd never seen before. I discovered the difference between like, you know, wanting something or, and deciding. Yeah. And the day that I booked my ticket, I decided that I could accomplish this thing that I'd set my mind to. So in the end, it was really, it was a change of mindset. And I took away so much more from that than just improving my cardio. And so what I want to say is, you know, there's really nothing you can't do that you, if you want it bad enough, you just have to make that decision your mind is extremely powerful. So whether you think that you can or you can't, you're probably right. So it's just, you know, believing yourself, show up, do the work, rinse and repeat. That's another motto of mine. <laughs> yeah. Would you say that after that marathon, your lash career changed, like your business and everything, did that improve after you had that shift? Yeah, 100%. 100%. Yeah, it's it translated. Like I said, it was so much more than me building up my cardio. Like it translated into every facet of my life. Mm-hmm. Before, I thought there was like these these imaginary lines that you know you couldn't cross or it was unachievable. But like the fact, knowing how much I, I I hated running before and how difficult it was for me, and seeing myself achieve that within a period of three months, like it was it translated into every everything in my life changed from that point on. Seriously. So. It's important to set goals like that for yourself. Yeah. And I feel like you can translate that into many parts of your life, like even relationship wise. If you're unhappy, then you just have to decide to get out of that situation and decide what you do want. Yeah, that's really good advice. I like that. So I kind of want to continue talking about just the person behind Revelation and what makes you who you are. So like, take me to, like, your typical day. Like, do you have a specific morning routine or evening routine? Oh, you're asking this question at the wrong time because my routine is completely changed from one day to the next. <laughs> it used to be, you know, lashing. I, I worked out every day. I uh, wake up in the morning, go for a run. If I have time, I do a workout. If not, I do it later in the day. I like to do yoga. You know, spend time with my boyfriend, my dog. But right now, I'm going through a huge transition. Yeah. So I don't know what my routine is yet, but a lot of it consists of traveling, being on my computer, being on Instagram, networking. So I will, I can let you know in about a month or so <laughs> what that is exactly. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Do you listen to any audiobooks, or do you read any books, or listen to podcasts that keep you motivated or inspired? Yes. So I'm glad you asked that, actually. I love reading a lot. I've always liked reading. Uh, I find myself with less and less time to do it now, but the audiobooks are definitely help with that. 
for people that know me on a personal level, I'm really a nerd at heart mm-hmm. and I really love science. Mm-hmm. So I also think it's super important to learn about subjects that are kind of outside of your field, outside of your routine, because it just helps your overall cognitive abilities. So at the risk of sounding like a total dork, my main topics of interest, to be honest, is I really like neuroscience, quantum physics, biology, chemistry, and my number one of all time is genetics. That's what I was oh my gosh. hoping to focus on in my in med school. Yeah, it's, I love genetics. It's, it's so interesting. So anyone who's listening who feels like nerding out, <laughs> um, there's some of my favorite books are the epigenetics of uh, the epigenetics revolution that's by Nessa Carey. Um, I love everything from Stephen Hawking, The Grand Design, Brief History of Time. He's so amazing. Homo Deus, which is by Yuval Harari. And if someone's interested about learning about, you know, these fascinating topics and you don't know where to start, there are many books like this that don't require you to come from a science background in order to understand them. So, you know, I'd be glad to provide a list of those books for your listeners. Um, You don't have to be, you know, a scientist to learn about these things long as you're interested in it and they're all available on audible so you know you can listen to it while you're lashing for, for those that haven't discovered audiobooks yet oh, yeah like changed my life when i figured out that i can lash and get through two to four books a month yeah and a two more books that i want to mention that are, aren't science related so there's one that i recently enjoyed was actually Elon Musk's book. Mm-hmm. I really admire the guy. I think he's one of the most like ambitious, mm-hmm. innovative entrepreneurs of all time. It was super inspiring to listen to. I loved that book. And definitely want to mention the last book that I've read, which was really motivating. And it was recommended to me by the most wonderful person, Maggie. You guys probably know her as uh, Mag Blush yeah. on Instagram. Yes. She, so she's based in Utah and I had the pleasure of meeting her on Instagram um, just a few months ago. And besides the fact that she's a kick-ass lash artist, lawn owner, and just like the cutest person you'll ever meet, mm-hmm. uh, what caught my attention about her, and I think what catches a lot of people's attention, is that like the aura of positivity that she radiates yeah. like at all times, even just through social media. Yes. I've never met her in person. And so you guys, if you don't follow her, you're totally missing she's out. so cute. But back to the... She's the cutest. <laughs> <laughs> so back to the book that she recommended... I literally contacted her out of the blue and I was like, okay, you need to tell me what you're reading because I need to get onto your wavelength. Mm-hmm. And she immediately recommended Jensen Cheryl's book. It's called You Are a Badass. Yeah. I had heard about it a bunch of times, but like when she told me, I was like, okay, I'm listening to it today. And this book is amazing. I recommended it to so many people. Everybody loves it. Like one chapter in, they messaged me about how much they, they're enjoying it. And I can honestly say like this book came into my life at the precise right moment. It gave me that last push that I needed to take this like huge step in my career. Mm-hmm. So it's been very impactful for me. I definitely recommend that. That's awesome. So I love this question, asking everybody about their childhood, just kind of what they wanted to be when they grew up and if it translates into anything that they are now. It's so funny because I've done so many jobs in my life. Mm-hmm. I've been, I've worked in banking. I've worked in fraud. I've worked in life insurance. I've worked in commodity trading. I've, I've bartended. I've waitressed. I've done at least 25 jobs in my life. Mm-hmm. But ironically, since the first day of preschool as a child, I wanted to be a teacher. Mm. It's something that like I was always drawn to as a, as a kid. And as I got older, the idea of like teaching in a school and 
you know, like teaching kids wasn't appealing to me for some reason. So I kind of stepped away from that. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of funny how now, after all of the, the different jobs that I've tried on, it's funny how things turn out. Like my the events in my life kind of brought me full circle back to the original dream in the most unexpected like way yeah. and time in my life. So it's pretty funny. Yeah. So tell me what a student can expect to get out of one of your trainings. They could expect to get very little sleep, <laughs> for one. <laughs> I literally send out an email when they sign up saying, please be prepared. The classes, you know, it's not an easy class. They get a lot of homework on the first day. They don't get a lot of sleep. So my program is really designed to elevate their skill to a completely different level. I've designed it in a way that no matter where they're at, they're going to be walking away with so much new information and uh, techniques. I've integrated a lot of the, you know, like I said, all of the science background that I have and the chemistry background that I come from. Um, I've done a lot of research on, you know, products and I've integrated that into my curriculum. So there's a lot of things in there that aren't covered in, I'd say, probably any other class that they've taken. Mm -hmm. And of course, I teach them the perfect line, the, the Bordeaux effect, which is um, the reason why most of them sign up for the class to be, you know, for a student to get the most out of class is to actually go home and practice it after the first day of theory, just because when you have that model day, you don't, it's just you and the model. So yeah, that's good. Totally. And I think, you know, the two day thing is just, it's because it's an industry standard, it's a two day class. My goal is to kind of redesign a program that would be either three or four days mm -hmm. because the, the class that I teach is very hard to actually teach in two days. And, you know, it's tough on the students because it's so much work and it's eight hours of class and they go home with all that, that homework. So it's something that's in the works. I'm not exactly sure how it's all going to come together, but I think that two days for, for a master class isn't always sufficient. Right. So I teach mostly privates and I have an option for a three-day course. And I feel like most people still go with the two-day, but I think that three day is nice because the way I have it, it's not three consecutive days. It's just like a two day course, but with like a second model day. And they do that a couple weeks after their oh, first okay. one. So it's it's more better for people that are local to me. But I just think yeah. like a third day or just a second model is nice. But doing two models in one day is sometimes really hard. Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah. So I think it's it's nice to have like a third or fourth day option just for those students that kind of want to get even more out of the class. But so yeah, good luck with that. Absolutely. And so you talked about shifting from lashing into doing this other project. When can we expect to see this? Uh, well, the phase one of the shifting in a new direction was um, just to focus more on training, of course. Mm -hmm. uh, there's been a really high demand for, for this program that I've put together. So I just couldn't, um, you know, accommodate my, my client's appointments anymore. So it was a decision that kind of, yeah. you know, I had to make uh, quickly. The phase two is supposed to be coming together towards the end of the year. So hopefully by the end of December. Awesome. I will be announcing something exciting. Yes. Awesome. I can't wait. So how can uh, artists get in contact with you um, after this interview? Um, they can go on my Instagram, which is Revelation. And there's a link there for my email, my website. And if, you know, if somebody's interested, for example, in hosting, they just need to email me and I'll hook them up with my phone number and they, we can get in touch. 
Awesome. All right. Well, thank you so much for doing this. Thank you so much, Shelby. All right. Well, that was episode 23. If you enjoyed the episode or if you were listening to the episode, go ahead and tag Revelation and Lash Boss Radio on Instagram and let us know. If you want to hear more from Ilona, we're actually going to be recording another episode later in 2019. So stay tuned for that. I will link her handle in the show notes for her Instagram and also for her website. I hope you guys have a great week and I'll be back before you know it with episode 24.